Hello and welcome to episode two or three of Drive With Me. This is what makes a slut. It is a Friday night here in the Philippines and unfortunately the whole country is under quarantine, lockdown of sorts, and we aren't, well, I can't drive anywhere. I can't go anywhere except home. But I really wanted to record a podcast episode just, you know, to keep the momentum. So... I had to think of an alternative to the same amount of vulnerability that I get while driving. And here I am. I just had, well, just a single bottle of beer. I figured um, that was the same, maybe more or less the same vulnerability that I get when I drive. And I just kind of needed that one to loosen me up because I'm feeling really pressured. I really want to thank you guys a lot for the feedback. You know, I am doing the praying position with my hands right now. Just thanking you so much. I really, I just, I, I was only expecting like five of my closest friends to listen to the uh, podcast quote-unquote episode. And I really didn't expect a lot to... kind of relate to the topic and to give me their feedback and even to stream and to listen don't get I don't get anything from this except just you know to share though I'm definitely not um, credible enough to talk to you about this stuff but yeah I I just really like to thank you thanks a lot thanks so much so uh, let's get right down to it so this is what makes a slut I'm going to tell you a backstory. Um, five, I mean three, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I woke up at 5 a.m. to messages from my friends. A lot of my friends asking if I was okay and that, and they were telling me that they were behind me and they were there for me and yeah, just talk to them if I need someone to um, talk to. And... It was 5 a.m. and I was kind of wondering why this this was. It was my friends and some people that I don't even know but who were concerned that something happened. So it was 5 a.m. and apparently at around 12 midnight or 1 uh, a.m. prior, uh, there was a social media account that was newly created who followed some of my friends. And the handle was janelle slut it was my name with slut in it and this account changed its username around five times multiple times over the course of its first day baptized in the social media world and i really like to thank my friends who reached out to me and uh, as with all other shit that has recently gone through in my life, I did my favorite um, thing to do, which is to ignore it. I've just been ignoring it ever since. I think it's still there. It's just there. Thank you so much for everyone who reached out and to whoever made it. Um, I, I hope you're... Okay, I sincerely hope you are. So, it, it got me thinking, um, what makes a slut, really? Is it, 
what multiple sexual partners at a time your body count a plural body count is it me showing cleavage is it posting photos in a bikini or plunging you know underwear and I really haven't done any of those stuff that I mentioned above, but I have still been labeled as such. And it really is a gray area. You can try to um, define it, look for a proper definition, and you won't find any. And why? Why is that? We call people a slut. You call people a slut every day of your life yet yeah, there's no black and white definition of what a slut is it but it sounds dirty it's just a derogatory term for people it's a derogatory term that people say when they want to feel better than the person that they're saying it to you get what i mean i mean i think uh it's it's a very bad term it sticks i mean um for example i can call you a son of a bitch right now but if you call someone a bitch it will stick to her for a long time son of a bitch won't stick to you motherfucker wouldn't but slut or whore it's a derogatory term to label someone and it really sticks. It, it's a label. It's, they're going to, it's going to be their label for a long time. So you basically just ruined the life of the person if uh, she's just you know entering into her uh, identity stage, if you will. I mean, do you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. There is always one person in your high school that everybody has labeled some derogatory term just because he's, she's a girl who hangs out with um, her best buds who are guys and she is labeled as a slut or a whore and it sticks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So that is a slut. You don't really get a black and white definition for it. It's just a derogatory term that you want to call a person when you want to feel better about yourself. And people who fit into the quote unquote fit into the category of what you call as a slut are just people who are doing things that are beyond your norm. Um, we have we have we lived and we grew up in a different kinds of normal you know what may be normal under my roof may not be normal under your roof not to mention to different cultures in different countries who are listening by the way oh my god i feel pressured again thank you so much okay you know what's normal under my roof is not normal in your roof and there is no single universal definition for being a slut or a whore that would entitle you to be able to call someone that. Because it's stupid. It's just, it's an insult. It's something that you say when you're really angry. You know, uh, I think it comes out of your mouth when everything in your brain, everything you see is red. And 
that's the only insult that you can come up with just so you could like get that hate out hatred out of you it's a monster it's an insult however it's something that sticks and um unless the person you're you called that is in a stable position or a situation she's going to be thinking about it for a really long time and you just ruined her day her weeks her month her life even if she's in a, if she's just in her formative years again you know um even i would be guilty about uh having a split second thought on what is she wearing split second thought and then i remember wait what if that's her normal we don't have the same kind of normal you know we live with the same we live in different cultures we live in different societies we have different levels of judgment but again who am i to judge if someone posts a photo showing her cleavage and it offends you i really don't know why if someone sorry excuse me if someone um has you know a multiple body count unless it's you're totally um affected because you're one of the parties or someone interested you're not being stepped on you shouldn't be offended by anything that other people do it's not a cause for disrespect especially if you aren't one of the people involved or if you aren't being hurt anyway so okay this basically this is the rule if you aren't being hurt directly if it's not affecting you directly or impacting you directly then why do you have to judge just unfollow just mute just don't click the like button it's not there for you to be disrespected it's not there for you to disrespect it girls wear clothes not for you to disrespect them but for but well it's what they feel good in it's what they feel best in not everything is for your male chauvinistic um eyes <laughs> okay i mean if you see photo of someone showing her top or cleavage it's not a room it's not a welcome signal for you to disrespect her if i say fuck you you can say fuck you back just match my energy that is the same set of that is the same disrespect that we have for each other but if she posts a photo of her naked you don't have you know she's still not asking for it she's still not asking for your um comments your slobbering comments or your disrespect she isn't she's not even asking for your validation this is just a message for you know misogynistic people or who grew up in that culture we grew up 
in different societies. And unfortunately, there are some things that some people collectively look down upon, but that doesn't mean that they're right or that you are. The golden rule is that until you aren't hurting anyone, you are free to do every, anything you want. Okay? Yeah, so now we're going into the how vulnerable girls feel wherever they go. Girls, I'm sorry for the, okay, for the men who are listening, um, this is, this is, you know, men are trash. And I really don't want to hear men saying not all men are, because I know, of course, not all men are trash. But don't be, sorry, this is a, like an all lives matter thing, you know or white lives white lives matter too of course they do but it's not your room to tell me that mine doesn't or mine matters just as much as the privileged people are do there are different issues to different classes of people and what I'm, what basically what I'm saying is girls experience this every day. So we have the right to feel bad about it. We really do. There are studies, there are statistics that would show you, oh my God, there is fucking femicide. If that isn't reason enough for you to understand that there's something wrong, then I really don't know what else to say to you. As a girl, as a woman, as a woman, I know exactly the last time that I went out of the house. And that was also exactly the last time that someone catcalled me. I was wearing normal clothes. Um, Today, uh, I just had a Facebook memory. This was three years ago. I was traveling from Laguna to Manila it was 6 a.m. I was wearing a hoodie jeans baggy baggy jeans and sneakers I had a backpack on and my laptop bag on my right shoulder and I was walking a busy street and with my hands full excuse me someone groped me Someone touched my ass. And I really don't understand the win that guys feel when they do that. What I what satisfaction, what sexual gratification do men get when they catcall you or wolf whistle you or tell you you are beautiful when you aren't asking for it? You are walking down the street in the baggiest clothes possible and people will still say, oh, maybe because you weren't covered enough. Maybe because your bitch face wasn't enough. I always wear a resting bitch face just because of this fact. Alone. Walking the street without your boyfriend or your brother next to you is something, it's, 
you're put in a very vulnerable situation. And people will still say when it happens that you are at fault, that you didn't protect yourself enough. And I don't understand why they, their puny little minds could still just boil down on the fact that they want to victim blame. And why is that? I don't, I will never get how people could invalidate someone's feelings when it actually already happened right in front of them. And this is what women go through every day. Being catcalled, walking down a street in plain daylight and with a group of men, turning a corner with a group of men, you are going to be praying for your life. You're going, it's, it's lucky even that they would just catcall you. What if they do more? And what a fucked up thing to have being catcalled a small win, a, for a consolation prize over not being done something bad to. This is the reality. And you have no business to say that it's because I didn't protect myself enough because that basically is just saying that the girl after me who didn't protect herself enough would be deserving of such a crime. You know, I grew up already being catcalled way before I even knew what feminism is. Girls are being subjected to harassment and abuse every day, every minute, every second of every place in the world. Different kinds of abuse and harassment and uh, girls, I'm telling you, all of this is valid. Whatever is making you uncomfortable, that is valid. They are the ones who are fucking up and not you. So I told you I already, I was already being succumbed into this society that just looks down on women way before I even knew what the word feminism was. And the nerve of you to say that I just wasn't wearing the right clothing at that time of being catcalled. Fortunately for me, um, I have never been subjected to the same level of abuse that some have been have gone through but i stand with you all when i was younger i was just six seven at that time my one of our neighbors saw someone at the back of our bathroom uh it was early morning i was preparing for school my sister was preparing for work and one of our neighbors saw a someone um peeping through our bathroom very small imagine a very small bathroom window and you would need a ladder even to get up to that height 
to look through that small bathroom window into our bathroom. But someone did. And since then, we spent years and even... Um, well, actually, we spent all of that time in our house. All the years after that. Every time we had to go to the bathroom, we would close... We would turn off the light. We'd bathe in darkness. Literally, bathe in darkness. Bathe ourselves in darkness. We'd go to the restroom in darkness. Why? Just because someone was peeping into our bathroom window who we never caught. And it's very traumatic to have that happen to you. Because, and maybe we were just fortunate enough that there weren't, smartphones weren't um, the norm then yet. But it happens. And I don't think in that situation that you can still tell me that, oh, I didn't close the curtain. I didn't secure the curtain enough. Or I wasn't wearing the right clothing because fuck you. I was going to take a bath and I was in the security of my own home. Why would I have to think about what I wear in the security of my own home? Why is it that perpetrators are never blamed for something that happens? Why is it that even when perpetrators are caught, the victims are always looked down upon years after? Victims are dirty. Victims are harassed because they didn't protect themselves enough. Victims are already stained. That is how society looks at it. And what a toxic society to live in. My friends, my girls, my girlfriends, I am telling you, fuck them. Okay? You matter. You aren't dirty. No matter how no matter how many times people call you you are or who call you derogatory terms. You're wonderful. In and out. This is I'm just I'm just painting a picture of how difficult it is to be a woman, okay? You know, um I I'm an engineer, uh I love my work very much and people, my, well, bosses always say I'm doing well, but I really don't know why. Is it because I'm doing better and beyond what they expected from me because I'm a girl? Or is it the opposite side of the spectrum? Is it, um... You know, my operators are just respecting me and following my orders because I am a girl. It's, you know, you understand, two different sides of the spectrum. It's very difficult to navigate this game. It's a very difficult field to be in, to be a woman. You are doing too well or you are doing okay but it's being given extra attention just because you're a girl. And as a woman, it's also 
difficult to be in a single world. I mean, saying in behalf of, uh, it, you know, single people, them, if the shoe fits, I mean. Uh, it's very difficult to be single, especially if you're, say, for example, you're a girl who gives, who's always used to giving 100% of love. And at the same time, you're a girl who is, you know, a strong, independent woman, bitch. There is, a v- in the Venn diagram of guys who like uh, clingy girls, and in the, and the guys who like strong, independent women, who can handle strong, independent women, there is a very little <clears throat> subset of guys that are in that intersection between the two. And it's like the world, maybe the single world, or the world in general is pushing you always to be someone that you're not. They always say, don't be too clingy. Don't always be giving your 100%. But that's who you are. What do you do if that's who you are, if that's how you love? And then people would say, because you're such a strong, independent woman, you're so intimidating. But again, that's who you are. And you're always pushed, swept away by this tide where you don't really understand who you need to be anymore just to be accepted. And what a really miserable place to be in. You know? Um... You're always being swept away by one opinion or another that you don't really understand anymore what personality would be accepted by all and everyone. And this is the main point of this podcast. Feminism, overcoming adversity. You, you know, in those different spectrums and the intersection of the Venn diagram, you're always just going to be pushed either to be someone you're not or you're going to be pushed to settle. Not a lot of people can handle someone as wonderful as you. And yeah, that is the main point of this podcast. Uh, Feminism, overcoming adversity, just people are always going to have something to say about you no matter how awesome you're doing in some aspect you're always going to get antagonized just because life is that way you're you can't ever be liked 100 percent by everyone you can't always be politically correct in everything that you say there's always going to be someone who will whisper behind your back or someone who won't like the directions that you're going or the paths that you're choosing. And the thing is, you just have to ride the waves. Nobody, everybody cannot like you all at the same time. You just have to be yourself you're only going to be able to you're going you're only going to have these problems of either settling or changing your personality if you are dependent 
on the opinions of someone of you or you are dependent on um you know not being alone on another person the thing is you only have yourself to look out for you you only have yourself and as a woman as a person you should be able to be complete on your own this will lead you to happiness i promise you don't need to depend on another person's opinions or presence to be able to feel validated you validate yourself okay there's always going to be something that they can say about you but if you know who you are and you know who you want to be and you aren't stepping on anyone on the way then what are you worried about on overcoming adversity <clears throat> the trick is to the trick to living your life fully is that you know exactly what your own strengths and weaknesses are you know exactly what the world can say about you you that is the worst you know the worst version of yourself and you have accepted it and you have forgiven yourself for it you know that and when you know that nobody else can ever hurt you because you know how i overcame adversity i told you that i needed to uh, let out the first episode because it was something that i would like hinge on uh i overcome adversity i ignore it i have the strength i guess uh, to ignore it because i know in myself what i'm worst capable of and i also know that i've already gone through what may be the most painful and hurtful experiences of my life and that is what i draw strength from i've already gone through uh death and something big also recently and i overcame that i've already gone through these worst shit ever that could happen to me and so what are the next humps in the road <laughs> what would be the next you know evil twists in this story because i don't think that you know i'm already into the noma the climax is gone i'm already towards uh i've already unraveled the deepest darkest hurtful parts of myself and I overcome adversity by thinking that I have already survived something much worse. And just draw upon those experiences for you personally or if you haven't experienced well we have all experienced something like something agonizing like that. But also draw on the experiences of others. Have some women idols. Some people who have already gone through all the shit imaginable and yet they still go through with grace find that person or be that person be someone that you know you can be proud of and you can uh look up to
and that's my take on oh look it's been 32 minutes sorry i think i spoke a lot so just key points not everyone will like you but again not everyone is supposed to you live your own life free from judgment and from hurting anyone and you will be fine you are fine you're a strong woman you are beautiful just do your thing the rest will follow thank you very much for listening to this podcast you are validated i'm validating your presence you are a strong woman you don't need to be anyone else other than yourself thank you very much for listening let me know what you guys think and i hope you have a great weekend thank you so much